0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com. Hi, everyone.
1: Before we get started, I wanted to share that on July 5th, 2019, I was informed that our guest for this week's episode was in a serious car accident with her husband and infant son. Her loved ones gave their blessing to air this episode as we continue to pray for Kristen and her family during this time of healing and recovery. Please check the episode notes for more information and ways you can help. Kristen, Jason, and baby August, our love is with you. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. Self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today on the show, I'm sitting down with Kristen of Black and Green. She's a mother, entrepreneur, professor, and a wife. She's balancing a lot in life and managing to do it with so much grace. Our conversation is centered around owning a startup, and what rediscovering what self-care means, looks like, and feels like in motherhood. This is Kristen. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to talk with you for, goodness, months now, so I'm glad we're able to make this happen. Me too. Before we get started... Introduce yourself to the Hey Girl listeners. So who
0: are you and what do you do? Yes. Oh, man, I love this question and hate it at the same time. Um, When I run workshops, I tell people, don't tell me where you went to school and don't tell me what your job is. Like, tell me who you really are. And people's eyes glaze over like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, So who am I? I am a black woman who's on a journey to help other black women. Mm -hmm. I am a black woman who's on a journey to be the best version of herself. I am a black woman who was put on this earth to empower others.
1: Mm, I love that. Yeah. I, that's You know, I love that. <laughs> you want to know why I love that? Because you're the first person to just kind of step outside of the box. I mean, I haven't really expected people to step outside of the box, but I, I love that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: in addition to those beautiful things, you're also a business owner and mm-hmm. a wife and a mother mm-hmm. and so many other just encapsulated things. Yes. So I want to talk with you today about owning a business, being a new mom, being a wife and some trials and tribulations that you're facing right now in business that I am so sorry that you're dealing with. We're going to get there. So talk about black and green,
0: Mm -hmm. how that came to be and why it came to be. Oh, my baby, black and green. (laughs) Um, So I've Felt like I've been an entrepreneur since I was in the third grade. I've, I, I remember going to McDonald's back when I used to go to McDonald's still when I was a kid. I didn't know no better. Blame my mom. <laughs> and, and I would get my toys out of the McDonald's box and I would like sell them at lunch, like in third grade. I was always creating some business. But I never knew what that right business was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just was collect, like collecting skills. So I was like, you know what? I don't know exactly what the business is going to be, but I'm going to need skills. So I'll just start collecting skills. Mm-hmm. Now, I was on this own, my own personal wellness journey. It was after I had a divorce and I was trying to find myself and like, who are you and what makes you happy? So I was on this, this journey to like find Kristen And in the process of that journey, I changed my eating habits and I started working out and I started becoming more conscious about what I was eating. And I did this whole eating clean thing. And I was like, well... If I'm being clean about what I'm eating, well, what about my products? Like, what's in my products? I don't read those labels. And I turned over the back, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm. Like, what is all of this stuff? The nerd in me started Googling things and started looking at research papers, and there's this emerging body of literature that the products, like the ingredients that are in our personal care products are linked with all kinds of crazy Negative outcomes. And so I was like, wow, like this is a real health concern. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my background is in public health. So I was like, how did I not know about this? Wow. I, like, I care about disparities. And what made it even more surprising is that products that are marketed towards black women have a higher concentration of these ingredients. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I personally just want to start using better products. I also started reading this book called Our Black Year, and it was this mom's kind of journey to buy black for a whole year and all the tribulations and how difficult it was. I was like, I wonder if I could challenge myself to buy natural products that are also black owned. And it was Purely personal. I just started trying to find them for myself, right? And so, in the process of doing that, I created all these spreadsheets to like track it. Okay, here's you know skincare, and here's this. So I had this like massive spreadsheet that I was building, and my friends and family started saying, "What are these products you're using? Share them with me." So I was sharing the spreadsheet, and they were like, "Girl." Ain't nobody got time for this? <laughs> All these different brands. How do I know which one's a good one? I have mm. to ship from different places. Like, mm-mm. I was like, well, if it was easier, would you buy them? They're like, yeah, if it was easier. I was like, well, what does easier look like? And mm-hmm. I just started asking people if it was on one platform, if it shipped from the same place. And I was like, voila, like that's a business. This is needed. And so I had the idea. I was in California on a business trip. I stayed up all night to build a mock website just to like see if it would work. Yeah. And I was at this time I hadn't reached out to any of these companies. I and I started like just taking pictures of their website to like lay, for layout. Mm-hmm. Someone found the website the next morning. I had already made a sale. I oh. was like,
1: "Girl, I don't have products. <laughs> <laughs> this was a mock website. <laughs> yeah, this was like, how did you
0: even find this? Like." People are looking. People were looking, mm. and I remember I got so excited. Like, oh my gosh! I already sold something <laughs> that I don't, <laughs> don't have? have yet, <laughs> right? And so I send this rapid email to them. We're like, Hey, I know you don't know me. I sold one of your products. You know, like, can I get it from you?
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's how it all kind that's of how began. It all started. Mm-hmm. When did you notice that the market was lacking? Like, really lacking. Because, I mean, now, I mean, you have such an awesome repertoire of people's brands, black women in particular, Mm -hmm. on your website. How did you, I mean, outside of you, like, making the spreadsheet and trying it and things like that, how did you know, like, okay, I have to really look and dig for this stuff? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, I'm just fascinated. Like, that's, you're the first marketplace I feel like to do this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's no other marketplace that's black and green. Um, I mean like black owned with green products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I started and I started like kind of had my website and I was talking to people about it. They're like, mm do black people really care about their products being green or mm, are there really going to be enough makers for you to have a robust Mm, marketplace mm -hmm. that was some of the pushback i got wouldn't isn't it just better to have a green marketplace in general and i was like "Mm, no no, that's not what i want to do yeah or i got pushed well make it people of color like don't say black women make it broader so if you want it to be for minority women say people of color and i was like "Mm, no that's not what i want either like i'm kind of Black women specifically have been ignored by the beauty industry. Black women specifically are marketed to by big corporations all the time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But our health isn't in count. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't care about our health. They don't care about our health outcomes. And so I was like, that's the particular population that I want to empower to find better products. Mm -hmm. And so it was finding the products part was the easiest because I had already done the leg work personally mm-hmm. I already had the spreadsheets of all the products so, so you
1: knew who to reach out to mm-hmm. you knew
0: how you knew where to start I knew where to start and I had tried them and I had already fallen in love with them so from that standpoint I already knew where I wanted to go. Right. Um, and then from there, I just started discovering more and more and more. And then it became this challenge of, ooh, can I find a niche that I haven't found yet? So mm-hmm. when I find these niche products, I get really, really excited. Like, ooh, a new toothpaste. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Because body butters and skincare are a lot more common, mm-hmm. but some of those more niche products, Products are harder to find, so when I find those, I get super excited. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have everything from the copper tongue scraper. My favorite products that you carry is Honey Pot, mm-hmm. the Black-owned menstrual products. Yes, um, their vaginal and body wipes. Like when my daughter first got her period, she like like we used the Honey Pot. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that am I saying that mm-hmm. right? Honey, honey pot, pot. Yeah, yeah. We, we used their products, but when we run out, we we come back and we. <laughs> buy them in bulk from either you or we go to you know wherever they're sold in stores but like your your brand is where I found mm-hmm. Honey Pot.
0: yeah and I'm happy to hear you say that because over time I've gotten kind of really clear about our mission and I had to put ego aside mm. right and so like the ego at first was like I want everyone to shop on black and green because that's, and I mean, on some levels, I need people to shop on black and green to keep us alive. Right. But I was like, okay, Kristen, don't forget why you started this, which was to help these brands thrive. Mm. So if you can introduce people to these new brands and they can find them in other places, that's still on mission. And mm. you have to be okay with that because yeah. we did a survey of our customers and they were like, oh yeah, I come to your website to find the products and I buy them on Amazon. And I was like, no. And my heart just crumbled. I feel like a lot of people feel that way though about Amazon,
1: and I'm an Amazon. I'm an Amazoner.
0: I I was. I'm recovering. I'm in my 12-step process now. My first step was I canceled my Amazon Prime. Oh my god, that's such a big. I know it actually expires this month, and they keep telling me every time I'm on there, like your Amazon Prime's expiring, your Amazon Prime's expiring. I know. I was like, I know. I'm trying to step away. (laughs) But the reason that pushed me to do it is like if I'm asking my customers Mm. to the harder route like i will be very transparent shopping at amazon is so easy and it's so convenient and it's so fast shopping with other brands it's you just can't compete on that level so i'm asking my customers to kind of buy it a different way in a mm-hmm. different place and be a conscientious consumer like so i have to also be that i wish i could see your face right
1: now <laughs> 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 no but i feel you because yes okay, for instance, with when I shop, I do not buy um, small brand products from Amazon mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. I just a lot of times it can be counterfeit or mm-hmm. whatever um, and I like to know where I'm getting my stuff from but the convenience of it, my husband and I are always talking about like but it's so convenient mm-hmm. like we need paper towels I'm not I'm not going to target yeah Mm-mm. I'm going to Amazon mm-hmm. so but I'm gonna keep what you just said in mind yeah maybe we'll be brave enough one day slowly
0: and that's and i i still buy things on amazon i'm not gonna lie i wish i didn't but what i my new rule is i'll try to find it somewhere else mm-hmm. so i'll try to find someone black who makes it first and if i can't find that then i'll try to find someone local and if i can't find that then i'll try to find you know a smaller business right, right so i'll go through my list so by the time i shop at amazon i feel like okay last resort no one else had mm-hmm. the replacement cap for my my juicer mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. this is the best place to get it yeah so and that makes me feel a little bit better than before like prior to starting black and green I did majority of my shopping off the Amazon I had a box coming like every
1: day me too
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) now we're like once a week
1: (laughs) that's good that's progress. progress so what is your favorite thing about what you offer for black and on black and green like, it's grown, right? It has
0: grown. And I
1: can't even imagine, like, what your inventory is looking like. Do you have a warehouse or is it your
0: home office? So we have 500 products now, wow. 500 skis. And on my way over here to talk with you, I just got off the phone with a fulfillment center because we've grown to the point where we're ready to, like, outsource shipping and packaging. because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. Which is something people are like, What? I'm like, "Mm -hmm. Yes. I have been doing it. And on some levels, it's like the way entrepreneurship works. You do all of the things in the beginning to get growth, to get momentum. And after you get some of that growth momentum and you start trying to make a little bit of money, then you can start investing and outsourcing. So we're just now getting to that point where I'm like, Okay, with a new baby with a full-time job, with the husband, with myself still needing things. Mm-hmm. I, I can't spend four or five hours a day packing packages. Wowzers. Mm-hmm. That's
1: Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank that's you. That's very exciting.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it is exciting. Yay.
1: So a favorite product on the website. Oh, my gosh, that's so <laughs> hard. I know all of them you, like,
0: are in love with. All 500 Thanks. SKUs. Because I literally try them all. Yeah, like, yeah. And if I don't like it, I used to just say no, but then I was like, okay, Kristen, everyone's not you. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that you shouldn't sell it. So if I don't like it, then I have like six other people test it first. Mm-hmm. And then they have to, like, they have to have a majority that like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, okay, you can't be the only measure of products. Right. Um, so now I have other people testing things along with me. So my favorite product is really hard. Okay. I always, so I used to talk about my probably the most unique products. Okay. Wool balls are probably one of my favorite products. Because I think they're just a no-brainer. They're good for the environment. They're good for your health. And so, a wool ball is basically a replacement for a dryer sheet. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you put then they last for like thousands of washes. So you get rid of fabric softener and you get rid of dryer sheets. So that saves you money. They're like twenty bucks. You get three of them. They last forever. You add a couple of drops of essential oils. Throw them in your dryer. So you get the same like fresh smell that you want Mm -hmm. without all the carcinogens that are in your like dryer sheets. Wow. So that's one of my favorite products because it's it's easy mm-hmm. most people aren't attached to their dryer sheets you just want your, your clothes to smell good mm-hmm. so if most people knew an alternative they would go to the alternative um so that's when anytime I get a chance like I tell people get rid of those that fabric softener any high brand clothing line will tell you don't not use fabric softener because it coats your clothes yeah yeah
1: oh mm-hmm. I seen those on your website and I'm like what are these yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, how do they work? So, okay. But let's, let's ask that work. question. That's how they that's work. That's how they work. That's cool. So mm-hmm. the wool helps
0: soften mm-hmm. the fabric? It helps soften the fabric as well as it keeps the fabric, it keeps it, things moving. Mm-hmm. So it reduces your dryer time too because it, the balls, are they're bouncing in the dryer. So it is a little bit of noise. As it's oh. bouncing in the dryer, it's hitting the clothes and keeping them separate. So it allows the heat to move, to move through, through it. Them. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's good. Yeah. It's. I didn't it's know that. so cool. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. So it's like it reduces your dryer time. It makes everything soft. You can still get the smell by adding the essential oils. And now you don't you aren't like, aren't getting sick. Yeah. Like it, particularly people who have sensitive skin, you should be really, really careful about dryer sheets and fabric softeners and your laundry detergent. Because oftentimes it's your clothes that's aggravating you. Mm. You don't even realize it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the hard part in business. Something big and hard came up recently. And I definitely want you to talk about it because this platform can reach a lot of people. And I want you to tell people how they can support you um, and how they can support just
0: black and green,
1: shopping small, buying black.
0: Yeah, yeah. So being a small entrepreneur is hard, period. Right. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why it's hard um, capital is a really big reason why it's hard mm-hmm. I always kind of laugh when you talk to these investment firms like oh do a friends and family round where and there these brands can raise hundreds of thousand dollars by just asking their friends and family for money I was like well my friends and family mm-hmm. can't give me a $50,000 check like it's just not a thing right, that right. it's not capital so it's, it's hard being a small business um, like and I want, I want to start talking about this more. Like, okay, how did I actually start black and green? Mm-hmm. I got credit cards. Um, I had good credit. So mm-hmm. that was a good thing. And mm-hmm. I opened a bunch of credit cards accounts. I had a pension from my corporate days of working at a hospital. So I cashed out my pension and I used my savings. Like, wow. I put everything on the line, maxed out all my credit cards, maxed out, like took all my savings. And it was like a lot of nights when I cried because Having good credit meant that I cared about the things it took to have good credit. Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden I'm using like 100% of my available credit. Well, that's going to make my credit score plummet. So my credit score is plummeting and I don't feel like I have a safety net. And like there was many nights where I just was crying. Like, what have I done? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to just have laundry detergent for days and like no savings ever. So Mm -hmm. like it was really hard in the beginning. And so, but what kept me going is the mission and like the mission of trying to connect black women with, Better products, the mission of trying to make it easier for black owned brands to find customers. Like, I'm that kept me motivated when everything else didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I think I almost take it personally, even though business shouldn't be personal, I'm a human. And I almost take it personally when there is a rise of brands that are large and commercial and have capital and have funding in their actively trying to stop small black brands from thriving. Oh, I was like, really? Like, you have everything for you. I'm like a drop in the bucket. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we're fighting for our trademark right now. Um, And there's a large brand that's fighting against our trademark. And we're not unique. This is an unfortunate normal story. We're large brands that have more capital, that have in-house legal. They can afford to file these claims against small brands whether they are legitimate or not and nine times out of ten the small brand folds not because they're wrong or not because they're infringing but because they don't have the money to fight it Mm. and so they're like either I lose my business or I use all my cash reserves to fight this or I just give in and change my name and to be honest that's what we were going to do. We were going to just change our name. I was like, you know what? I can't afford to fight this. Let's just change the name and we'll be just be done with it. And then I looked at what that was going to mean, what that was going to mean for all the SEO we were going to lose, what that was going to mean for all the backlinks we were going to use, having to find a new URL, finding a new Instagram. I was like, my God, we'll be starting over because I'm not a product. I am a marketplace. Our brand is what we sell on. I was like, I can't do that. That's like giving away the company. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my lawyer, I was like, let's fight it and she was like how yeah (laughs) I was like I don't know I said everything is going to work out I said I trust our community will help us see this through so maybe we should just share and tell them what's happening with this this has been going on for over six seven months this isn't new I thought that maybe we could just come to some sort of I honestly thought that once they realized I had a lawyer and that I was going to say no that they were like okay well we just want to try and See, Whatever, you right. See if we could, but now if we can't, let's let's not waste each other's time. That's what I was expecting to happen. So once they were like, no, we're going to actually fight this. I was like, all right, let's tell our like our community. I think let's tell them what's happening and see what we can do from there. Mm.
1: So what has that been like for you navigating
0: your self-care? <sighs> self-care has been a struggle for me recently. And I think it's less because of that and more because of becoming a new mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I just posted on my social that I feel like my, my self-love my self journey is starting over. Mm. Um, and I think it's all the habits that I had developed that worked. Like, I have to, like, develop new habits. So before I had a kid, before I had a husband, I could, like, go to the gym for three or four hours. I could go mm. to yoga for a couple of hours and drive and do this or pop on a plane and go on vacation. Yeah. I can't really hop on a plane and go on vacation when I'm breastfeeding or now if I want to go to yoga it's not a matter of just putting on your clothes and hopping up and going it's like okay do you have enough milk is someone here to watch the baby how far away is it It, you know it's it's more things and by the time you go through the list it's like never mind I ain't going nowhere (laughs) like come on (laughs) so that has been a new thing I'm trying to learn how like what is my new self-care routine with having more responsibilities Mm -hmm. um and it's been like I'm kind of like struggling with like Body issue stuff, like none of my clothes fit. And I had this closet full of clothes that didn't fit. And mm-hmm. so my brain is like, I'll be able to fit them again. I'll be able to fit them again. So every time I get dressed, I'm going through this mental kind of like battle. And so I just, a couple of weeks ago, I gave away everything in my closet that didn't fit. And so I have like four dresses left, two pairs of pants, and like 15 shirts.
1: Okay, minimalist. All right,
0: and not on purpose. <laughs> A right. And that was all that was left. <laughs> I feel you. It was like, what? Y'all are gonna see the same dress, right?" <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so self care. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm almost starting over. Okay. At least I've done it before. Yeah. So I feel like I know, and I know physical activity is important to me. So I've been trying running in the morning. Mm-hmm. It takes less work. I don't have to get all the way to a gym. I historically have not liked running, but whatever right it's what I have so right. I'm gonna give it a try right mm-hmm.
1: that's good yeah. and and I'm really happy that you said it's like starting over I feel like even with people who aren't mothers like we are sometimes something will just set us back and it's mm-hmm. like okay now I'm at zero <laughs> mm-hmm. how do I get back up to at least two yes you know and I think it's really powerful that you were able to even say that I'm like I don't know girl like I just, i'm figuring it out i mean i was like i'll look back
0: like are you really new if you had it all together but now it's like okay yeah all right we're gonna fi- we're gonna figure it out mm-hmm. and just finding maybe new things that yeah. can nourish that i just didn't find before or free things that nourish because hopping going on a plane to dubai is not an option yeah right now
1: yeah no i understand <laughs> no i totally yeah. understand. Let's shift gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, What is new motherhood like for you being, you know, you're married mm-hmm. and like making time for husband and making time for just yourself, even yeah. if you're not sure how to self-care in those alone times, but just like breathe. Mm-hmm. What's it been like? How old's your baby now?
0: He is three and a half months. Oh. Yes, going on three and a half years old. I'm like, you are too grown. Like, you have been here before. <laughs> yeah, so he is a... I feel extremely lucky with the child that chose me because he only wakes up once throughout the night. He doesn't cry randomly. He mm-hmm. cries if he's hungry and if he needs to go to sleep or Mm -hmm. if he needs to like change so Mm -hmm. it's like we're already communicating like okay is it this no baby okay you know so (laughs) it's i i say on some levels i feel like becoming a mother has unlocked a superpower because all of a sudden i feel like i'm more efficient Mm. um and i've been creating like systems in a way that i never have before Mm -hmm. because like i don't have time for the games. right i've also have been very much more like Cutting out things that aren't serving me in a way that I never f- have before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that always sees like the best in people and like, oh, maybe if this changed, or maybe I can invest in this person this way. Like, I'm one, I kind of over give, mm-hmm. but being a mother, I was like, mm mm, ain't got time for that. No, no. And so it's helped me draw boundaries mm-hmm. in an amazing way. I think trying to balance the time is different yeah and trying to figure out like what's truly important to me so for instance I got invited to this dinner in New York for 25 black women in beauty and prior to being a mother I was like oh my gosh this is so amazing I'm gonna make my way to New York and I and an RSVP'd yes in the whole nine yards and then last night I was like it's gonna be so much work mm for me to get there. Mm -hmm. I have to like try to pump. I have to get someone to watch the kid. I have to drive here and go back and take my dog. And like, it's just so much work. And I took a step back. I was like, okay, what's the value of this? Mm -hmm. Does it just, does it sound good? Is it gonna be good? Do you need to be there? Is there another way you can spend your time? Like everything goes through a different lens now. It's like me doing this thing takes away time with my family. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Because it has to be worth it because if it's not, then I'm going to be disappointed on the back end because he's only going to be young so long. Like, he already, like, makes a face when I kiss him. I'm like, really? <sighs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had at least, like, five years of kissing you before we're going to start. Be like, no, Mom. <laughs> so did you decide to go or not go? It's on Thursday, and I don't think I'm going. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going. And I was looking at the list of people like, oh, it will be great to meet this person. It will be great to network. And then I'm like, no, I just, I don't think I I don't think that that's the best use of my time right now. Mm-hmm. And so keeping a part of my new self-care journey that I'm on is trying to like be very clear about my intentions mm-hmm. and very clear about what I'm trying to manifest and very clear about my priorities. And then as opportunities or things come up, compare them against that list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because. Recently, I had to do the same thing. You know, I have mm-hmm. an eleven-year-old, I have a sixteen-month-old, and I'm pregnant with a third baby. And I'm just like, how the hell? <laughs> you can't do all the things. And I, you know, and and something I'm I'm really proud of about my self-care journey is that I have no problem saying. No. Okay. Okay. Like I'm teach me. Uh, <laughs> and I it, it took a while though yeah. because I I felt like okay, am I missing out? Am I going to hurt that person's feelings? I mean, this pregnancy was so it was such a miracle for one and it also shifted my entire trajectory for this year. I had to cancel all my workshops. I was supposed to be leaving for Morocco at the end of this month I can't go to Morocco six months pregnant mm-hmm. hot as heck with the whole family it was just just too much and I had to tell people no and I had to tell you know partnerships no and it was a big part of me was bummed in the beginning so I'm like yeah. I had my whole year planned out yeah. and this threw me off mm-hmm. but now that I look back on in the long run saying no was the best thing I could have done because mm-hmm. I would have been stretched thin and I wouldn't have enjoyed myself I wouldn't have you been go. able to you
0: know, show up fully. I wouldn't have been in the mood. I would yeah. have been there and been like, Ugh. "Why am I here?" Yeah, you and, know. And I'm doing that. Mm. I'm I'm being stretched too thin. My dad called me the other day and he said, "I'm worried about you." Mm. And I was like, "Like, my dad is not a touchy feely emotional person." I'm like, <laughs> "Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Tell me more. Tell yeah, me more." Yeah, like yeah. He's like, "Well, I don't know if it's ever a right time to say this, but you're just doing so much. And since the baby has been born, you haven't stopped." And I was like, "Well, life doesn't stop. You know, you have to keep going." He was like. Yeah, but you're starting a family and you'll never get these these days back. And I oh, kind of was wow. like, Okay, all right. And th- I mean my dad is usually very like cut and dry. So I was right. like, Okay, maybe I need to hear what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And if I I do wonder, am I floating through things and just like checking things off, but like how present am mm. I really? Mm-hmm. And I'd rather be present to one thing than to be present at all the things but not actually be There. There.
1: No, I yeah. feel that. Yeah, no, that's big mm-hmm. for you to say. Am I just floating through? Sometimes I feel that way, like we wake up, we have our we have our day, and then it's nighttime, and then I'm like, Wait, what happened? W- yeah, <laughs> like what I do. Like w- <laughs> what? It's nighttime, and and that we could literally talk about that yeah. <laughs> for hours. But I I completely get it. Mm-hmm. Like being grounded in one thing is better than floating through all the things.
0: Exactly. And so I'm trying, like I'm really at this point now where I'm like, okay, what is valuable for my time? Like people, Mm. things, places, commitments. What's missing? What do I need to add on? And just trying to like Mm reevaluate versus like before. I think my thought was just keep pushing and doing everything. Just keep pushing. Do it all. You'll figure it out. And I was like, mm, do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Do I need to be there? Because I am pretty much a, I like I don't mind being alone or being by myself. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes being an entrepreneur, I wouldn't say I'm an introvert. But if I go to an event and people don't recognize me, I probably wouldn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I would just kind of be there. Be there. Mm-hmm. But so now going to things. I'm constantly pouring into other people, which I love, but sometimes it can get draining. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So then it's like, okay, how do I replenish? Right. You know, and that's where that whole figuring out what your
0: self-care practice needs to Bingo. be. Because I don't know. I knew what it was. I don't know what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So before we wrap up, I do want to talk about balancing a nine to five in all of this and what your hopes and dreams are for mm. black and green and- community building because you're not only giving these beautiful products um useful mm-hmm. resourceful products to the black community to all communities but specifically to the black community mm-hmm. um how how do you see yourself in the next two years do you still see yourself nine to 5ing and black and greening or
0: you've caught me like such a transitional moment like, <laughs> usually i have like all the answers but like so if you would have asked me this two months ago, I'd be like, yes, I will always nine to five. Because my nine to five is I'm a professor. I love teaching. Mm-hmm. I love my students. It's flexible by nature. So I would like never have given that up. Right. But like over these last couple of weeks, I'm like, am I stretched too thin? Am I giving that it's all like, should I think about this in a different way? Mm-hmm. So what I would say is I will always be teaching. Yeah. That's like a core part of who I am. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a teacher by nature how and where and what that looks like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hopefully figure that out as, at the same time for my self-care journey. Mm-hmm. But I know I will always be teaching. I like the security of the nine to five. right? Um, And that's what helped me feel comfortable emptying out, maxing out all my savings and credit cards was right. because it's like, okay, at least I know I have a consistent check. Right. And so the idea of letting that go, I'm still scared. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm quite fair yet. And I also like being able to invest every dollar right back into the business. Right. That's what's helped us grow the way that it has. Right. If I had to pull out to live, we would have been growing a lot slower. Mm. Um, so that's, that's a good point. That's another caveat piece. Mm-hmm. Like, could I live off of black and green? Yes. Would well, there would probably be half the products, though. So <laughs> Right, right, right. It's like a catch-22. Um, so what do I see in the future? Black and green has always been about creating community. So really creating a community of black women who know each other, who support each other along this journey Mm -hmm. is super important to us. Um, wanting to create more in-person experiences. Mm -hmm. We're toying around the idea of doing like some retail location type things to figure out if that makes sense, like actually have a brick and mortar where people can come and purchase and touch and feel and meet and connect with each other. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea. Um, Helping, I have so many brands now that apply to be a part of Black and Green that aren't ready and so I'm thinking about doing some incubator coaching type things to help these brands oh. become ready um, because now I kind of like know the blueprint like this is what you need this is what a successful brand looks like kind of I can walk brands through it so helping brands get there um, and help of eventually one day I would love to make enough money to actually start investing in other brands mm-hmm. so like I know how hard it is in that beginning stages just to get that capital. So if we can find diamonds in the rough that have all the pieces but are just missing the capital, I would love for Black and Green to be able to, like, write grants for folks and actually help them get their businesses off the ground, particularly for products that are more expensive to create that we need in our community, but no one can really afford to invest in the, like, the formulation process. Yeah. So I yeah. would love to do stuff like that. Um, but at the same time... I really want to, like, travel the world with my family. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to figure out how to make all of this this match. Like, I want I have this vision. Like, I'm trying to debate if I want to homeschool or because I have this vision of, like, going to, like, another country for a couple of months mm-hmm. and, like, all of my children, like, you know, and my husband. And we, like, go explore a new place and learn new languages and eat good food. So, like, mm-hmm. that is also a part of the, the dream. So we're still trying to, like, figure out how I can do all the things. Yeah. Intentionally. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Kristen, I think
0: that's a good way to
1: end. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC Zone Kokai.